It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the Warriors play the Nets later tonight in a game that really doesn't matter a whole lot, but um, we're going to get to that later on. But these D'Angelo Russell rumors persist. And look, I think during the trade deadline, especially one that we anticipate as being as quiet as this one, we do have to pay attention to all of the smoke. Any smoke that there is, we must pay attention to because it could lead to a trade. There's just not a whole lot going on. And it feels like D'Angelo Russell is the ultimate domino. He is the guy who can make everything happen because according to ESPN, according to reports on Tuesday uh, by Adrian Wojnarowski, the Timberwolves who have been in hot pursuit of D'Angelo Russell ever since they didn't sign him this summer, they've They missed out on signing him because they couldn't offer him the full max. The Warriors swoop in, offer the full max, execute a sign-and-trade. And the Timberwolves, after having thought that they were going to get D'Angelo Russell to pair with Carl Anthony Towns, didn't have D'Angelo Russell, and instead D'Angelo Russell was on the Warriors. They have been bitter ever since. They've been trying to get D'Angelo Russell ever since, and understandably so. And right now, they are so desperate that they are trying to work a four-team trade-out in which... Robert Covington, their forward, goes to the Houston Rockets. The Rockets send Clint Capella to the Atlanta Hawks, and the Hawks send a bunch of draft picks and things like that. Minnesota gets a bunch of draft picks, and they move those draft picks to the Warriors in a package for D'Angelo Russell. Now, I still don't think that the Warriors feel any sense of urgency to move D'Angelo Russell. However, if they can get anything in the ballpark, anything in the universe— as what the Clippers got for Paul George, and the Clippers got, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the Thunder got for Paul George, and the Thunder got five first-round picks from the Clippers. And they did that because, in their mind, Paul George isn't, of course, not worth five first-round picks, but the idea of pairing Paul George with Kawhi Leonard is definitely worth five first-round picks in their mind, and they were convinced that the only way to sign Kawhi Leonard was to trade for Paul George. That way Kawhi Leonard would agree to sign with the Clippers as opposed to any other team like the Lakers. The Timberwolves are in a similar situation, but instead of Kawhi Leonard, it's Carl Anthony Towns. And their desperation, their clear desperation to trade for D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns' best friend, one of his best friends, a guy that they thought could uh, a, a create a duo that could elevate them to the playoffs that they've been missing ever since Jimmy Butler left, and that was even only that was just one year. It it seems to me that they believe that they need D'Angelo Russell in order to keep Carl Anthony Towns. And we've heard some rumors, we've heard some smoke that, or we've seen some smoke now that, that Towns might not be happy in Minnesota, and maybe it takes 
trading for his good friend, D'Angelo Russell, to keep him happy. And if that's the case, maybe that's why they're willing to possibly execute a huge trade in order to get D'Angelo Russell. Now, look, I think D'Angelo Russell's a really good player. I actually think that he's become underrated in a lot of respects. He, I, he got a reputation as a, uh, a ball-dominant guard, a guy who was hard to coach and all these things. I think he's really shed that reputation. I think he's kind of shed that uh, personality trait. And I do think that he's extremely coachable. He has been with the Warriors. He's got a very rare skill set in today's NBA. There's just not a lot of guards, uh, especially guards at his size, at his age, at 23 years old, who can score 24 points per game and shoot 38% from three-pointers on nearly 10 three-pointers per game. This is a guy who, despite all of the turbulence in his career, switching teams, different coaching staffs, different teammates, has literally gotten better every single season. And the stats show that. They reflect that. And I think that has a lot of value to it. And that's why I've been adamant that the Warriors won't just move on from D'Angelo Russell for Robert Covington and other 3 and D role players because you just don't trade a player like that for those sort of players. Now... If you can get a huge draft pick haul that just stocks your your war chest, so to speak, for the next several years, if you can get a, a if you get what the Thunder got for Paul George, if you can end up in a situation like the Celtics were after trading Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett to the Brooklyn Nets, where they could just win no matter what and and still have great draft picks and use those draft picks to go acquire more talent. I think you have to do that, but I don't know that Minnesota can necessarily pull that off. We'll see. We'll see. Andrew Wiggins will probably have to get involved in any sort of trade that includes D'Angelo Russell. I, the Warriors don't like Andrew Wiggins. Um, Russell is a much better player in a vacuum than Andrew Wiggins at a much better value with a whole lot more upside. But really, that is uh, the latest in regards to D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I, I, there's a few more other dominoes that can fall if and when a D'Angelo Russell trade happens as we get closer to the trade deadline. We'll keep talking about the trade deadline after this break. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. With amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventures, and incredible food, Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. Arizona has one-of-a-kind spring training experiences, 10 stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams, and 75-degree temperatures. All 10 stadiums are within 50 miles of each other, making it easy to see as much of the action as possible. If you've ever been to spring training, you know it gives you a great opportunity to meet the players and get autographs before the game. Then after the games, check out the amazing restaurants and bars nearby and enjoy live music from local and national artists. Plus, Arizona is known for its incredible landscapes and thrilling outdoor adventures. Go on hikes, hot air balloon rides, or skydiving. You can even go jet skiing or just take in that beautiful Arizona sunset. No matter what you do, Arizona has got you covered. And if you're bringing the kids along, Arizona is a fantastic destination for families with family-friendly resorts and hotels that offer plenty of fun for kids of all ages, from water parks to horseback rides to games and organized activities. So plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash springtraining. That's visitarizona.com slash springtraining. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. ba ba ba
We spoke with D'Angelo Russell this morning. The Warriors are in New York. They're going to play the Brooklyn Nets tonight on Wednesday night. Uh, and after practice on Tuesday in Lower Manhattan, we spoke with D'Angelo Russell. And he was surprisingly chipper, surprisingly positive. Um, I don't know if he knows anything. I don't know uh, if he expects anything to happen. And I don't know if it was just for show because he is a pretty calculated guy when it comes to these interviews. But um, maybe he might have just been happy to be back in New York. I know he liked New York. He liked his time here. Um, but he was also very open about you know, his mindset going into Thursday's trade deadline and, and said, like, he's he's comfortable in the uncomfortable now. And, you know, he's told me several times on occasion he doesn't know where he's going to play next, and he's sort of approached his entire career just like that. He he, he likes to use the phrase, These are, this is where my feet are right now. And, and, you know, the next day, you know, he might get his – he might have to get on a plane and go to another team and start over like he has already uh, so many times, but – um, he seemed pretty calm in regards to the whole thing. And look, I don't, I don't know if a D'Angelo Russell trade is going to happen. It feels like everybody thinks that the D'Angelo trade is going to happen, whether it's at this deadline or over the summer. I still am not convinced uh, that it's going to even happen this summer. Um, I, ju- I, I think you need to really look at the value that you're getting back in return. It's easy to say that the Warriors would want to trade him. It's harder to find the trade that actually makes sense for them. If you go into next season with D'Angelo Russell, I, I don't think that's a bad option. If you consider, if you look at a healthy Warriors team with Steph Curry at point guard, D'Angelo Russell at shooting guard, who is learning to play off the ball a whole lot better, Clay Thompson can play small forward for you, Draymond Green at power forward, and then maybe Kevon Looney or whoever at center, plus a top five pick to add to that mix possibly at center, possibly on the wing. That's a really good basketball team. That basketball that team can compete with I think the Lakers and the Clippers next season. That's a well-rounded team. Which is going to have a lot of depth after this season. It's going to have Eric Pascal coming off the bench. They're going to have a 17 million dollar trade exception to use. They're going to have a mid-level exception to use to round out that bench. I really think if the Warriors just stand pat, everything will be pretty good for them. And that's, to me, again, why I don't get a sense of urgency from them to move on from D'Angelo Russell. Whether it's at this deadline or over the summer, I think that the Timberwolves package will still be there over the summer if you just turn it down now. Uh, Again, I think the only reason you make a move between now and Thursday is if it's just a godfather offer. If it is one of those Brooklyn Nets, Boston Celtics, Paul George to the Clippers type of offers. Uh, you can't refuse that type of offer. But anything really short of that, I don't I don't see the reason why you would make that move. I just, I don't see it. But we'll see. Uh, other things that could happen. I mean, you, you've got Alec Burks out there. Glenn Robinson's out there. Jacob Evans could get dealt. Uh, there's some Kavon Looney noise um, happening around the team. I, I don't see a Kavon Looney trade happening more because I don't see another team being convinced that his medicals will check out. Uh, I just don't think right now is the time, uh, if you're another team, to uh, trade for Kevon Looney. Obviously, players like Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson can certainly be moved. One thing I would be looking for is 
Do the Warriors try to avoid this luxury tax? I think they're going to try. I think to do that, they'll trade Alec Burks. They could trade Glenn Robinson and probably one other player. And that player would probably be, if they had the choice, uh, Jacob Evans, who has been disappointing this season. And I I think that he's going to be the odd man out in next year's perimeter rotation. So, you know, yeah, you'll have the D'Angelo Russell trade speculation out there, but also be aware of these smaller moves that they could do to get under the tax. I still think that of all their priorities, their priority is not moving on from D'Angelo Russell. They still want to see D'Lo play with Steph Curry at some point. Their main priority is getting under that tax and avoiding that repeater tax that could be worth up to $40 million. All right, let's preview this Nets game. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, it's light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. The Golden State Warriors play the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Kevin Durant will be there. Kevin Durant will not be playing, but he'll be there. Uh, Steve Kerr on Tuesday said that he missed watching Kevin Durant do his shooting drills after practices and, and mentioned that he thought that that kind of experience would have been really valuable to this young Warriors team that has nine players that are 23 years old or younger. Steph Curry would have been helpful. I mean, he's got a broken hand, obviously. Klay Thompson's been out with the ACL tear. And it was something interesting, I thought, that he that he was talking about. This is why he's asked Steph and Clay to be around the team more, to be working out at the practice facility a little bit more. He wants these young players like Jordan Poole and Kai Bowman and Eric Pascal and all these guys to see how much work those guys put in, to really just see it firsthand. You hear about it all the time. But I remember being at Warriors practices last year and just watching uh, Steph and, and Kevin Durant shooting at one basket, Clay Thompson at another basket. And just going for, you know, they would go for almost an hour after they were already done with practice, just getting their individual shooting routines. And they all had their own individual drills, very detailed, very um, uh, specific to what they were wanting to work on. Kevin Durant did a lot of uh, uh, sort of explosive type of drills. He did a lot of off-balance shooting. He would shoot off of one foot. He would have assistant coaches pass him the ball. He would shoot fadeaways. Steph Curry obviously was just shooting on the move all the time. He practiced his 30-footers, his 35-footers. Klay Thompson the same way, just coming around screens set by another assistant coach. He would get the ball from another assistant, a different assistant coach and just practice his catch-and-shoot routines. I mean, those guys put the work in, right, to get to where they were. And, you know, I remember talking to people around Klay Thompson for the Washington State story that I wrote uh, when he went, went – when he went up to Pullman and had his jersey retired, everybody used to say, 
from day one, he was just working on his jump shot. And you hear about you hear that about Kevin Durant. You hear that about Steph Curry all the time. It takes a lot of work to get there. And they did it. And I think that's why Steve Kerr wanted to see those guys around the team right now and, and why I think he misses having Kevin Durant, obviously, from talent, uh, for sure. But that ability to set the tone of what practice really is, right? And so just, I guess, a little bit of insider information now. I mean, you look at who's consistently working after practice on their jumpers the, the most and the longest, and it's really two guys who stand out to me. It's Jordan Poole and Amari Spellman. Those two guys are just putting in a ton of work, especially on their jumpers. Every day, they're, they're consistently and usually the last ones on the floor after practice. But even those guys are not putting in that type of the, the level, uh, the detailed level of guys like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant. Now, I think some of that comes with experience and time. Obviously, you've got to set, find a routine that works for you. You've got to have success doing it. None of these Warriors have really had a whole lot of success uh, at all in their NBA career so far. Uh, the young guys, I mean. So, you know, once you have the success, you it validates your routine and you can go forward with it. But it'll be interesting to see that um, evolve when eventually Steph Curry and Klay Thompson come back to this team. And a lot of these young guys are still around. And, you know, who starts working with Steph Curry? I remember early in the season before Steph broke his hand, it was always it was pretty often D'Angelo Russell. It was D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry always working on the same basket. Instead of Kevin Durant, it was D'Angelo Russell. And uh, I do think that, you know, if D'Angelo sticks around, that you can see that continue. Um, and if it's not him, it'll be somebody else. But uh, it, it's one of those unseen things that we don't really talk about. What happens behind practice? We know that Steph Curry has been around the team more often. He's kind of a coach on the on the sideline there. Um, and I think he's been helpful in that regard. And I think he'll only be more helpful the more he's around the team. And eventually he'll come back in March. As far as tonight's game, not a whole lot to preview. Uh, I, you know, the, the Warriors are coming off of two straight wins. They're playing in Brooklyn. Uh, obviously, Kevin Durant is going to be a headline. Obviously, D'Angelo Russell is going to be a headline for multiple reasons. It's it's the trade deadline speculation, of course, but also it's his first game back in Brooklyn. Um, he should be good to go to play. Uh, he did. He, he got need in the in the um, the right in his right thigh against the Cavaliers, and that's why he sat out uh, the other night against the Wizards. But uh, he should be good to go. I, I don't anticipate that being an issue. Um, and uh, I think the Warriors will have a good chance of earning their third straight win. Um, if they can get to the basket consistently, if they can keep shooting threes the way they have, um, I expect a big game from D'Angelo Russell. I expect a big game from Draymond Green because I don't think the Brooklyn Nets necessarily have a great matchup for him, especially the way he's been playing lately. Okay, remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you're on iTunes, rate us, review us, say nice things about us. Thanks for listening. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network.
This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you are looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.